You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode 69, the Corvettes of Carlisle post show. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, hear all that happened at the Carlisle Fairgrounds with nearly 3,000 Corvettes on site. The Cars of Carlisle team spent this past weekend at the Corvettes at Carlisle show, exploring all the fun from the world's largest Corvette gathering. Get the scoop on a 1967 barn find. Learn about the media unveiling of the 8th generation vet. And listen to the sweet V8 music from the autocross competition. It's time to place your vets. So let's get revved up. Hello, Cubers, and welcome back to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren, and this is the Corvettes at Carlisle post show. With me in the passenger seat is Scott. Hey, hey, everybody. And we had a, had a blast. We were at the... Uh, Corvette show Friday morning at 7 a.m. for the, the media unveiling of the C8, which was uh, an honor and a great opportunity. And then uh, again throughout the day and then back on Saturday for most of the day. And what a spoiled way to see it because it was just limited amount of people and uh, we actually got to be right up front with all of the cars. I guess they had Crawl probably inside them and everything else. 11 of them or something yeah, like they that had, there. Uh, we counted 11 on property, which it was, was great. Phenomenal. Yeah. It was great. And Completely, for those that uh, haven't seen it, uh, we had the chance, of course, to walk around it, look under the hood, um, and just get up and close and personal, get into the driver's seat, the whole nine yards, feel the paddle shifters, you name it. These were pre-production models, but the fit and finish, the feel of it, it has a very Euro, Ferrari, Lambo, um, McLaren feel to it. It's incredible. I think this is a world-class vehicle. And the colors and the combination, really sharp. Yeah, that wrapped in blue is uh, pretty, pretty significant. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a, like a hyper blue that you would see on a Lamborghini. Well, and even all of the seat belting and the different accents of leather inside. Mm-hmm. They, oh, my gosh. Well, a lot of customization. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah, and they did uh, – Team Chevrolet pulled out all the stops. They, at the Carlisle Fairgrounds, they set up a temporary building that was – Two and a half stories, all glass, very modern. It looked more permanent than my house. It was that <laughs> it was pretty nice. significant. Yeah, it was. They did an amazing job on that. Uh, so we had a great time. In this episode, you're going to hear from <clears throat> husband, wife, Corvette owner. Uh, also talked to the owner of a 1967 barn find. Some great uh, uh, tidbits. We were dividing and conquering throughout the day. I was doing an interview. Scott was down at the autocross track. We'll throw in a little bit of ear candy. With uh, a big block that was hitting the autocross track. But uh, listen in and enjoy. And if you haven't been to Corvettes at Carlisle, you definitely have to make it for 2020. A big thank you to Lance Miller and Jody Morrison and the entire Carlisle Events team for uh, just putting on another great event and it's such a camaraderie with the with the corvette show especially mm-hmm. it's everybody recognizes everybody and it's just uh, right it's a super time it was a lot of fun to have uh, my c6 on on grounds and uh, just on the fun field and to be right in the thick of it all 
Yeah, that was the first time for you, yeah, actually to drive through the gates and be a participant. So that was wonderful. A, you thought about that forever. So yeah, it's, a, it's kind been of a, a lot of fun. True, nice. for sure. Well, let's do this week's trivia question. This one is a little odd. I'm gonna, I, I'll admit that the it's a two parter, and that is, what are two features of the new C8 Corvette that are I really have never been in any of the other seven generations. So let's do a physical feature and an electronic feature. And I'll pick two, and uh, we'll talk about those at the end of the show. So let's get into the first interview. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and I am just outside Building Z, which you may know is the grandstand. It's a beautiful day here in Carlisle at Corvettes of Carlisle. About 2,800 Corvettes on 83 acres, and just as uh, coming through that tunnel of uh, Building Z, I happened to meet Willie and Al Bird, and they are from Akunji, Pennsylvania. Welcome. Welcome. Glad to be Thank here you. again. This is our fourth year of coming. How many? Uh, how many years have you been coming? This is our fourth year coming. Fourth year. Okay. Yeah, I'm we sorry. bought our car in 2015. Yeah. Tell us about that. I mean, you have a, 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 a LT1 Stingray, right? Stingray. Mm-hmm. It's a black one. Uh, it's basically a plain steel Stingray. Mm-hmm. Seven manual transmission. Hard car to find. Looked all over the country to find it. Yep. Great car. It's my retirement present. Well, Started out as a motor. Wait a minute, though. I think I heard Willie is on the registration, though, right? Right. Willie, do you let him drive it? Please? Yeah, I let him drive it periodically. I let him because I love to see uh, get the feel of a woman, you know, in the driver's seat. You know, let him drive me around. I, I, that's I why I let him drive I it. Know, I know. He lets me clean it too. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second week I. That's clean. your privilege. I had to clean it last week for the show. We went to the, the Corvette reunion in Flint, Michigan last weekend, and this weekend we're in Carlisle. Well, tell so us two a little. Well. Tell us a little about how the you were telling me before we went on air that. It's at the old original GM building. I thought that yeah, was fascinating. It was, we were in the front of the original GM was formed in Flint, Michigan, not Detroit. People mm-hmm. don't know that. Right. By a guy named Durant. One of the, it was the one com- of the wealthiest cities it, in the world. Yes, the it was at one time. Oh, Mott, Whiting, they pulled all the people together and formed all the General Motors, the companies like Buick, and they were all truck, Chevrolet, all those people. One the cool thing about it, a lot of people don't understand that Chevrolet, it was a man's name. It's up, no, yes. they, they didn't make that Louis up. Louis Chevrolet. People think they made these names up. No. He was a name, real name. Just like DeSoto and everyone. And I didn't realize, too, I just learned Buick. I thought that was made up, too. It was David Buick. It was uh, the Chrysler, Ford. Everybody knows about Ford. The yep. Dodge Brothers. Yep. They were all people. Tucker, real, they were real. One. They were real people, mm-hmm. and exactly. they real love cars. Yes. And that's how these cars evolved. But Flint, at one time, had about hundred thousand people working for GM. It was not Detroit. It was Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Buick was there. AC, official uh, body. Uh, AC, Alex Champion, which uh, AC spark plug. Mm-hmm. He was a real person too. There that are. started in Flint, Michigan. And I started my career in Flint, Michigan with GM, started engineering there about, oh, many years ago. And then I ended up uh, going, extrapolating to different places and moving around the country. But uh, we bought this Corvette. Her dad retired from Chevrolet. And it's kind of a tribute to Flint, Michigan and the people at Chevrolet. Very That's nice. why we bought it. it. It has a lot of meaning. That's beautiful. More meaning than just buying, going out right. buying a car. Right. It right. means a lot to us. Well, that's it's, a, it's a symbol. For me, yes. my family are... General Motors, working people, working class people. And what did your father do? My father, he originally started at Buick Motor Division. Okay. Uh, you, this is, might be in your history books that when the, during the migration in the 50s, we came from Arkansas. My dad used to go to Michigan when they only hired you for like maybe three or four months at a time. You'll And then we, he'll go back home and he'll come every time that they would call him. So eventually, my family got on the train and we migrated to Michigan. I'm a family of five sisters and three brothers. Can you That's imagine my mom? Family. 
<laughs> my mom with all these kids on the train we come into Michigan <laughs> so anyway God bless her. that is when he was saying the heart I'm heart of Michigan yeah. uh, it was called back to the bricks and I felt that I was part of that family again yeah. and uh, it was not just the car show it was home again where my heart is it was actually called a reunion, the Corvette yeah, reunion. Yeah, Corvette reunion. Yeah. And it was, yeah. a, it was a birth yeah. race of Corvette. The first Corvette was made in Flint, Michigan in 1953 for all your history books. To give you a, a visual of the Corvette reunion, downtown Flint, is it, it really changed over through the years, and it has become a uh, college town, uh, Michigan State, mm -hmm. and they're making it a college town now. And because uh, during my years of living there, it kind of went down and now... It's yeah. coming back up due yeah. to all the, the plant close, you know, close shutdowns and stuff. Right. But anyway, to give you a little visual, it's the, um, the whole downtown is, has these old cobblestone bricks. And all the old fronts are still there. And um, it, it was a combination of Corvettes, uh, classic cars, uh, all kinds of different cars. Yeah. It, it was yeah. just a beautiful, a beautiful sight. So the original showrooms, the, the a lot of glass. A lot, yep, yeah, beautiful. Uh -huh. And we had the opportunity of talking, you know, talking to the mayor. I had my, my shirt on. Uh, it said, Flint is okay. And she interviewed me because I had that shirt on because she wanted to say to herself and the people in the city that Flint is okay because of all of the, the situations that are going on in Flint right of now. Of course, yeah. But anyway, it was home. It's just, like you say, it's more than just mm -hmm. um, cars. Yes. It's my family. That's a beautiful history. Sentiment. Yeah. Um, my dad, my brothers, sisters, they all retired from General Motors and they all worked, you know, for the companies. Mm -hmm. So that's quite a legacy. It, it's a heart. It's a heart there. That's really special. Now, so every time we start that Corvette, it feels like family. Feel well, like it's home. An extension it's of not. It's not just having a car. You can have. We've had a German car, BMW, and Mercedes, but nothing's been like the Corvette. Owning a Corvette, yeah. it's been just a total different experience. The people you meet. I understand. I mean, one, one of the coolest things that happened to me. I was watching trains one day, and a little boy came by, and the mother said, "Can you just start your car?" Aww. So I said, "I'll start it." He said, "He has autism," and I started the car, and he smiled, and she said. That was great. Can you come down another day? He, we're here almost once a week. And so that when I was getting ready to get a new car, I thought about all well, the people smiled. Taken, uh, and I said, I'm not going to I'm not gonna, I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. We took the family to um, Las Vegas. And uh, my my grandson actually picked out the car we bought. It was a car on, on, on Showcase there. And he said, oh, I love that car. Uh, granddad, you know, can you get that car? But anyway, when, he, when we got home, we started looking at the Corvettes. Lo and behold, we end up with the car that my grandson loved. And he said, this is all I wanted to do is go to, go to McDonald's and get a Happy Meal. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's all he wanted to do. He said, just drive me to McDonald's and just pull up in the Corvette and I'll order Happy Meal. Can you and I will be it? the man. Imagine, that would be it. He was only seven years old I like him when already. he said that. I he like said, him if already. I can do that, he said, I'll be good. I, I have said, lived okay. a full life. Yeah. That's, that's the first Corvette ride. I just want to go to McDonald's and order Happy Meal in a Corvette. Yes. I, can, I can say everything. Yes. Tell my friends I did that. Just hang it up. I'm hang good it up. Now. I'm good. So, But it's had a lot of memories. We were showing, like you say, a We've shown the car. A lot of people, you know, have got a lot of lot out of it, and uh, it's just kind of a cool thing to have. It is. It's uh, like it's not like it's not about the car. It's not about you having the car. It's more about what the car can give to everybody. Yeah. Like the people in Michigan, they looked at the car. Like some of my friends said, and then one, this is a cool thing. One of my guys worked with me. He bought a Corvette. So he came over to visit me. He retired and I, retired. He still works. And we drove up. And we had two Corvettes in our driveway. 
that was pretty cool. Yeah. He had his Corvette, had my Corvette in the driveway. And he called me all the time. He said, every time I see your car, it's so clean. I said, you got to keep it clean. Yeah. It's got to look good. Paint. Yeah. Huh? With a black paint job. It's got to be clean. To. I mean, and the engine's got to be clean. I spent, before we went to Michigan, I spent, what, probably three days getting it ready for Michigan. Oh, wow. And pretty much Carlisle. So when I got back, I didn't have to do much, too much work on it. Right. I spent basically four or five hours on the motor, cleaning the motor. Wow. My motor, you can, it's beautiful. I keep it that pristine. Now, what do you, do you use any certain products or anything that you use? That... I use McGuire products. Okay. I've kind of been hooked on them. I, I use, I call it the uh, the uh, Lazy Man's Detail. I use the McGuire Detail, and I just clean it all real quick, like when I'm in Michigan. And McGuire's, if you're listening, I would be glad to talk to you about a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> I use their product. I actually use well, it. When we when we first um, was looking at the Corvettes, Ellen had done all this research. We knew everything we wanted in the car. The only thing we didn't get was the um, the red um, um, stitching or what was no it? the uh, calipers. calipers. Oh. So that's the only thing you we didn't get. Those. But anyway, we walked in the dealership and they knew they had a sale because we went straight to what we had. And it was sitting right there for us. Yeah. I believe that everything that you do is meant to happen. You know. We talk about that all the time. <laughs> so I was. I don't think meeting you guys today was an accident either. No, it wasn't. I was telling Jewel that. Um, the guys on the showroom floor could not drive a standard, a manual, a manual really? ship. They could not do it. Well, I believe that. And uh, cause they were, we were going to drive it out of the showroom. He had to go get his boss. And then... That's why he's the uh, boss. <laughs> well, they pushed it out. But, yeah, yeah, they pushed it out. But then once they got it out there, they didn't think a woman could drive a standard chef. Well, they're wrong. And guess what? There were four or five of them standing there, and I just mm, burnt rubber yes. out of the <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> out of the Fist parking. bump on that. <laughs> out of the parking. Did you test drive the car? I said no. They don't. You don't test drive a Corvette. No. I said you either want it or you don't. Yeah. We walked in the door. One first time we drove it. After we gave him the check and walked out the door. That's the first. And we drove it for about an hour and took it back. Yeah. And then, but the cool thing about it, that car's showroom and the detail shop is right around. They detailed it every day, and they cried when they left. Said we've been doing this for two months. No. And kidding. so when I come back to get a service, they they love to hand wash it. Whoa. The detail company. Whoa. It's a company they have a guy's a business there. Wow. He loves to wash it. So they do a great job because they for two months they kept that car clean on the showroom floor. So when it walked out the door, they kind of had, they had the a head, special relationship. They had the head down. Yeah. That's they, the longest car they've ever mm-hmm. had on the showroom floor. Wow. And so they, uh, they, they, every time I go, they really love to it have it clean. Weird. So I like going there. Because yeah. oh I pull up and they say, oh, Mr. Bird. Oh, Willie Bird. They, not, not Mr. Bird, <laughs> Willie Bird. Yeah. And they go, wait, Alan wait, wait. Bird. Dad. Oh, I say, Alan Bird. Yeah, we don't have an Alan Bird on the Corvette. <laughs> I said, well, try Willie Bird. Oh, we have Willie Bird on the Corvette. Yeah. That's how it works. She's the but pretty one. Anyway. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I bought my first little sports car before I met him, and I didn't know how to drive a stick shift. What was it? It was a little uh, Fiat. Oh, yes. And uh, anyway, the guys yeah, that in the show, they were showing me how to get home. Mm-hmm. So once I got home, my dad took me around and around and around to, sh- to teach me how to shift. Mm. And guess what? I took it out by myself in the General Motors traffic. I was going like, uh, uh. <laughs> I was trying. But to you learn, learn fast. That I way. learned fast yeah. that way, and yeah. when they I were getting, the when they were getting off of work, yeah. that that was me. Uh huh. <laughs> You're that making that yourself. Was a... first, that was our first sports car. Yeah. We just got married. And then we started wow. practicing together. Practicing together. But then yeah. we had stick shifts. All we had a and BMW then, stick. Yeah. We never had any automatic no. cars. You know, and so I we was telling you, they're a lot more fun. Both both of my sons had to learn how to drive. That's all we own. We had a stick Subaru. Was that Volvo 240? 
No, it was automatic. Was it? Okay. Yeah, well, right. we had a stick. Uh, what do we have? Something I can't remember. We had a Fiat. Yeah. We had a Fiat. We had a Fiat and a Volvo. Oh, my. We had a Mercedes and a, and a Fiat. Then the Fiat gave up on us. Bad. It died on us, so we it actually you know died. What, you know death. what Fiat is an acronym for? What? Fix it again, Tony. Well, I, oh, I blew, no. I blew, I blew the tires. It was a cool car. It was a mid-engine mid car like this Corvette. And if you have never driven a mid-engine car, this car has got to be really fun to drive, the new Corvette, because we own one for about four years. It is so much fun the way it handles, mm -hmm. the way it wiggles on the road. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool the way it feels. Oh, yeah. And the trunk was in the front. And it had a trunk. We used to travel in it. We stuck our shot in the truck, and then right behind the engine, they had a compartment you could like put a, stuff a in. And the top came off just like a Corvette in okay. that car, okay. in a Fiat X19. Like a Targa. It was a Targa top. Uh -huh. You put it in the trunk, and you just rode around. One, th one thing, the bad, worst thing ever happened, my son and I had watched it one day. We lived out in Iowa, worked for John Deere. We rode down the road, that took top. Guess what happened? We are uh, driving down the road. It got worse than that. A guy was newer spreader. No. In front of us. No. Oh yes. No. Me and my son are driving down the road. That's the worst thing ever happened. Oh, oh my gosh. I want to say no crap to that story, that, but that there was, is crap. That, that, was, that was the worst thing ever happened in a car that you can think it happened. Getting that off. That oh, sounds that, over the top nasty. That, that happened to us. <laughs> that, that was that real. In Iowa. That was real. Yeah, that's what can happen to you in Iowa. Thank in you, Hawkeye State. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have my Corvette in Iowa. Can you no. imagine driving down a road? Just go right around right that around. state. Oh, my God. He's, he's scrambling the road. I can't pass him. So he's just throwing this stuff out. It's still drop droplings are coming out oh and coming up on the car. Uh, that stuff is hard to get off. Yeah, I believe Believe me. That was my son go, oh, my gosh. You go, oh. Okay, that was that was probably the worst experience I've ever had. That's in a, a job car. you don't want to do, not at all. But uh, we look forward to Carl all yeah. gets excited, even though we just came back Very from the excited. reunion, excited to come here. And uh, like I say, I'm in, I'm in a social media group called Mad Vets American Dream. Yeah, if you'll email me. And uh, we uh, we do a lot of communication. Some of our guys and gals are here this weekend, so we get together with them and we talk every day, send stuff. That's we got about nine thousand. Uh, people wow. all over the world. Can you help me get piped oh, we in? Have, went, yeah. have you gone to the Corvette Museum? In Bowling Green? Bowling Green. In Bowling Green? Just yeah. this, this year. Yeah, we enjoyed that too. Into that. Yeah. It's very good. It's, it's very beautiful. cool. They send cool stuff out. Yeah, I'd love that. The other day, they almost, they almost climbed on me. My guy that sold my car, he ended up getting a black ZR1 mm. for a customer, cash customer. Mm. And I put it out there, and there were 50 people who wanted to buy it at any price. Wow. He, he was able to get it from another dealer. He can order any more 2019. He got a deal of trade. He had a cash customer. People are scrambling to get the last well, This is a guy ready to give him the cash money. Yeah. And he got the car from another dealer and he sold I said, you got it for sale. No, I already sold it. Wow. All his 2019 sold. I understand all the new C8s are sold out. Yeah. That's what I tell her. Yeah. The dealership in Michigan, he's got 23. He said all 23 are spoken for already. Did you get a chance to sit in any of these? No, we haven't Not done it yet. yet. Okay. We're we going in now. It's worth it. How, worth how it. Uh, you know, go through the plant. Did you go through the plant to see how it's made? I did not know. Oh, that's the something to see. I thought that was the cleanest plant, you, a car plant. I, well, I've never been in a whole lot of sure, them. Sure, sure. But since my family did work there, you can kind of see in. Yeah, yeah. It was clean. You could almost eat off the floor in the Corvette. The pride plant. of the that's people that's working there. Pride. You can that, feel that's, it. You, you can, can feel, feel the pride. That they that's put their heart the in every vehicle there, there, was, make, there was a, a malfunction in the plant on that on that, that at that time. The whole plant, the whole line shut down. Mm -hmm. it bump, bump, bump. All the managers ran over. Mm -hmm. Everything stopped. Wow. It was amazing to see that yeah. for me. The, the pr pride in yeah. 
and building a core. Kind of gives me goosebumps. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. And you have to it go does. there to see the plant. I mean, it's, I, they just redid it with a new paint shop and the AGVs. I would have been there since then, two or three years, because mm -hmm. they shut down and visit. But it's an incredible plant. You have to make reservations. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't just show up. To walk through. We had reservations, but yeah. we got lucky. We came to Carlisle oh, yeah. and we met a young lady, and, and she. Uh, She's the president of the union, and she invited us down for a VIP tour. So we made reservations with her, but uh, we had another friend. Her friend lives in Nashville. We had to make reservations for her. Some people showed up and they have reservations. They would let them in. So if you go there, make reservations because they get so many people there. That makes sense. have to make reservations to go. So we had a great tour. Uh, the plant was great. The cars were great. They were cool looking. Uh, it, was, it was just a cool tour. Pick up their, their Corvettes. And then, you know, oh they, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> taking a delivery. Taking a delivery. Yeah, delivery. Mm -hmm. I oh thought it was God. one or two. Yeah. It's just cars oh. lined up. Oh, it's man. all day long. Well, they do that over at the, you know, at the, the uh, Bowling Green at the uh, museum itself, too. Yeah, at the museum. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what, what, that's, that's what they parked. Okay. I'm sorry, I thought you meant over at the plant. But you can actually go in there and you can build your own car on your own motor. Well, they built a new place. We haven't seen it yet, but the guy who's the plant manager, the engine buff, the first thing he did, built a new paint shop. He built a new engine place. It was kind of really cool, like an office where you go build your engine, they coffee, they feed you and everything. But he built a brand new one. I haven't seen it yet. To build the engine. He's an engine guy, the new plant manager. That's, he came from powertrain in Michigan. That was his background. Can you imagine what it would be like to build the power plant in your own car? You put your name on it, sign it, put it in your car. That's, that's the ultimate, right? Yeah, and then they tell you when it's been built. You can go see that, it. that one that when they had that, that um, sinkhole? The sinkhole. Yeah, we saw that. Yeah. Isn't that phenomenal? And you can they, look down into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, What's that one that the lady, uh, they they didn't know that, that they had signed the... Um, oh, yeah, the, one of the cars. What, what that they restored the, I think I was, they what year, the million Corvette they yeah. pulled it out and GM but Chevrolet the didn't know that they that all, all the, employees had signed behind the panels signed it. So, they didn't know until they took it apart and there was one part they couldn't fit repair and Chevrolet had to make a new part and they found the woman who retired who worked at the plant had to come back and re-sign it to make it like it was before, but all yes. the panels behind it are signed by signed. the employees. It was like a, that. I think it was a one million Corvette or something. Right. And G Chevrolet restored that car. And there's one panel they couldn't fix; they had to make a new one. And they found the lady and had to her come in and, and, and design it. That's so, so all those panels behind that car are signed, just like it was. Yeah, just like it was when it was first made. Like that's, that's and they, so I don't think they even knew it till they, they tore it apart. Yeah. That the employees had signed their names on the back of the panels. And Shows you the pride back then, even. That was Real back pride, then. Yeah. It's pride. It's pride in that plant. I mean, you go there, after you go there and see the plant, hey, I will buy a Corvette. Because mm -hmm. they, they love what they do. Mm -hmm. They like tours every day. And famous store. We were there. What's the guy? Brad Paisley was there the day before we were there. Okay. He bought two Corvettes and built a motor. Michael Jordan, he got his picture. Oh, he's, he, been yeah, he's been he's there. He's been there. And I said, where's Michael Jordan there? So we leave the plant. We're leaving, going back to that. Guess what? What does he advertise? Haynes. The Haynes headquarters is right down the street from the Corvette plant. Mm -hmm. So he goes, he's in Bowling Green all the time. Doing business. Doing business. Uh -huh. So he's in Bowling Green. Uh -huh. And we, if you ever go to Bowling Green, stay at the Hilton Garden. Okay. That's where all the Corvette gurus, engineers stay, and that's where the Corvette people go in the museum. Right. We stay there. Okay. It's in Bowling Green. Very so good you, there's, tough, there's tons of Corvettes in the parking lot. There's your pro tip, everybody. That's it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Al, Willie, thank you hey, so thank you. very much. We'll be in so touch. Much all right, so let's also now talk uh, about that autocross, and we'll put a little bit of sound candy in here. This is uh, that big block. How about it, Scott, that you captured? I think it was the only big, big block in the entire uh, competition over there at the autocross, but it was, you could definitely tell. Oh, I could hear it from where I was. It was big and hairy. Yeah, some <laughs> of the other ones, you couldn't even hear them. They just sounded like a little like poofy air car, but, uh, but this one was perfect. Was All right, great. let's go do that.
And we all know that barn finds are so rare and so significant. It was great to meet a gentleman by the name of Rick from Clark Summit. He had his 67 mid-year, just amazing. He had it still natural patina. He really, other than replacing what he needed to in order to drive it, it is just as it was. So he had signboards out in front of the vehicle, and we started talking about the uh, about his car and the story behind it. So I just went up and started strike, struck up a conversation, and here's uh, here's that discussion with Rick about his mid-year barn find. Cubers, I am here sitting behind a 1967 barn find. This vet is beautiful and owned by Rick Goditis. Rick, thank you for talking to me a little bit about this car. You're welcome. So. This is one of those that you were just saying that you guys rolled it out of the barn, had paw prints on it, dust probably as thick as uh, the day is long. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that day. So uh, we got a uh, friend that called and said uh, that was interested in selling this car. We didn't know too much about it. Um, so we went over and rolled it out of the barn to take a look at it for the first time. And uh, there were uh, cat prints all over it. and. Uh, dust and mold growing on the seats mm. and uh, mouse house material <laughs> everywhere you looked in the car and uh, but we rolled it out and uh, you know we checked the oil it still had gas in the tank the tank didn't have any rust in it and we uh, we said well we're gonna we're gonna try starting it so uh, we had a battery with us we dropped the battery in it uh, poured a little gas in the carb and fired it up wow. smoked a little bit the clutch was stuck so we unstuck the clutch, and I actually uh, made the deal with the guy and drove it home, uh, you know, uh, about five miles from where it was in the barn to my house. That's incredible. Now, um, plans just to continue to keep it as it is? I mean, yes. That's, that's the important part of yep. it. So it's natural we, we drive the car, you know, I'll pull in a parking lot. I don't have to worry about a door ding or anything well, else yeah. with this car. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the car gets a tremendous amount of attention the way it is. Yeah. Uh, people love the story. Um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the the whole story, uh, you know, with the brothers owning the car. Yeah, for those that won't... I mean, okay, I'll so, so in, the placard, but. In, in about 1971, Gary Martinson bought the car and uh, had it for a few years. And then he wanted a big block Corvette. So he bought a big block and sold this car to his brother, Dean. Mm -hmm. So his brother, Dean, had the car... Um, Probably around 1983, put the car in the barn at his mom's house, mm -hmm. and uh, unfortunately, in uh, sometime in the mid 80s, uh, Dean was killed in a motorcycle accident, and uh, so his daughter, who uh, lives in Utah, decided that she wanted to keep the car. So, from 86, when Dean was killed, to 2009, she wanted to keep the car. Mm -hmm. And in 2009, she calls Uncle Gary and says, Uncle Gary, I want you to buy the Corvette off me. And Gary says, I got a C5 Corvette. I don't want any more old Corvettes. <laughs> right, right, right. So he says, but I'll sell the car for you. So he contacted a friend, and the friend came to, who is actually works with us, and uh, myself and Kevin went to look at the car because Kevin was looking for a, a resto rod mm -hmm. candidate. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said the car was too rough for him. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'll buy the car. So that's basically how the story went and uh, how we get, ended up getting the car. That's a great, great backstory. But the car needed, uh, you know, we drove it home, but one caliper was leaking really bad. And uh, uh, 
the radiator started to weep. So I have the original radiator. I still have the original caliper, but I did put a caliper on it, and I put a, uh, you well, know, sure. a radiator in it for drivability and right. But uh, you know, I just maintain the car to keep it running. Uh, try to keep it as original as as the day we pulled it out. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm definitely gonna take pictures and so that my fans and cubers can see exactly what we're talking about. But All right. Great. I am so glad that you preserved it and, and you guys found it and. Uh, rest of us can enjoy it now thank you so thank you rick okay cubers we are back to studio b tonight and with that let's uh give you that answer a multi-part answer this is a i know a bit open-ended but i think interesting two features and this is this is something that scott how about it we learned when we went to the the uh, media unveilings friday morning 7 a.m absolutely and of course it appealed to me because i always like a little play on words well yes true uh and the chief engineer for the new Corvette design, Taj Yorkter, he was he spoke extemporaneously about everything with the vehicle, answered questions that journalists and others had about it. But it uh, made it so interesting. He was so relatable, really just you know yeah, presented very down so to earth. Well. In fact, there were I believe two Germans in the row ahead of us that mm -hmm. asked when they can expect it in, in Europe. And they said the announcement of the dates for release next year may be here shortly. But uh, what I thought was interesting, how about it, is they talked about right-hand drive configuration. Oh, yeah. They're going to have the UK one. market, Australia, and Japan. Mm -hmm. So that's, again, hats off to Chevrolet for making this truly a world vehicle. And available at dealerships first quarter of 2020. Correct. That's yeah. a key point. So if you haven't had a chance to see it, uh, it'll be early next year. So, what's a physical feature? This is a word that Scott liked a lot. They had, well, there's two that come to mind. They now have a standard squircle, you know, so that a square-ish circle steering wheel. But unique for the first time of any Corvette, it has a frunk. So it's a front-ended trunk. It's what the frunk? <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, it's got a frunk. It's got the frunk. Yeah. I could do a little jingle for it. So the uh, rear trunk is uh, big enough maybe for an overnight bag and then the removable glass target top. Is it frunk wheel drive? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Finished. That was my third. I'm out. The, uh, the frunk uh, would probably hold, I don't know, maybe a, a carry-on and a half or carry-on and two. So it's... Uh, a frack pack <laughs> or a fruitcase. <laughs> But yeah, so that's uh, the physical feature being a frunk. And the new electronic feature, uh, Tadge had explained that it has a, a, a fully digital dash. You have a, an activation button where you can raise the front end by two inches. So if you're The lift of the front bumper. Area. Correct. Mm -hmm. So if you're approaching your driveway or uh, speed bump. A, a speed bump or a lift area, what have you, you can raise the front of the, the 2020 Corvette. The C8 will then protect the the splitter and the undercarriage as it goes up and over. Also, there's a feature that will put a geo-placed, essentially like a, a, a bookmark, it will then code that particular uh, GPS setting so that if you're coming home to your own driveway and you have to do it each time, you drop the, the, like the geo code, it will then remember that point, and then the car, depending on the speed that you're approaching said point, will automatically begin to raise the front end to time it so that when you reach the, the speed bump or whatever it is, let's say you hit a speed bump on your daily commute or you're going to a visitor's 
development, you always have to do it. If you set that point, it will know to do it automatically and the car will adjust for you. So that I think was a significant electronic feature that you will find for the first time in the eighth generation. Right. Another, how about it? So you want to talk about that? Like the rear camera on this is unique. It's basically weatherproof. It's weatherproof and it's higher. It's a, it's up at the <clears> rear <throat> window. Mm -hmm. So it's always up. It's always stays clean. Yep. It is, um, it's, it's that in the rear turbulence and along the trunk lid there normally. And right. It's... And it was, I think it was a 60 frames per second. So right. super high definition. And it always stays clean. Yeah. So it's perfect. So they actually created almost like a Venturi tunnel around it so that water, rain, everything just swipes right off of it. Yeah. I see that kind of coming along and happening in a lot of other vehicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's great so feature. We learned that firsthand from the chief engineer. Pretty cool opportunity. And we were blessed and glad for that. So, Scott, anything else to add before we uh, put this one in park? I think I'm finished. <laughs> I mean finished. <laughs> I think that's a frat. <laughs> All right. Well, for now, I'll say drive well, be well, take care. care.